Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the As I See It podcast and welcome back to another episode of Barca Base. We are here. We're here. We're early. We're ready. We're here to kick start the new La Liga season. Well, new La Liga season for Barcelona. A um, few other teams have already played multiple times, uh, but this was our first game. And wow, what a first game it was. We were faced with the task of defeating the mighty Villarreal. It was a difficult game on paper. <laughs> Actually, the game played out completely differently from, I think, what a lot of us thought would happen. We managed to comfortably win the game 4-0. Some standout performances, some performances that may need looking at. Tactically, what were my thoughts? Tactically, how did we set up? Structurally, how was it? Well, we'll get into all of that. But first and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for joining us on the first match review and reaction of this new season. Just quickly, before I start getting into the whole nitty gritty of the, of the situation, I want to say I have recently started up a Barcelona themed Instagram page that will keep you up to date with all the latest transfer news, rumors, new, exciting, original content as well that I've been making. So if you're interested in that, you can keep up to date with everything when you're not listening to the podcast, the Instagram page is at Barca Base Official. Just like the name of these episodes of the podcast, it's at Barca Base Official. Go check it out if you fancy it. So first and foremost, let's start where we always like to. And that is, of course, with the lineup. This was interesting because this is Ronald Koeman's first major lineup, if you will. And, and what I mean by that is it's the first lineup that will be scrutinized. Um, it's fine to mess about in friendly games with, with different different lineups, but this was his moment. Uh, this was where the fans will really look at and delve into maybe a little too much his lineup. But you know, we're going to do the exact same thing. Let's have a look at the lineup. And listen, if you guys go and follow me on that at Barca Base official page, you would have seen that I actually correctly predicted the lineup. So the lineup was as follows. In goal, we had Neto. Then right back, we had Roberto, centre-back partnership of Pique and Longley, and Jordi Alba at the left-back spot. We had the double pivot of Busquets and Frankie de Jong, and then we had three in front of that. That was Griezmann, Coutinho in the middle, and Fatih on the left. Then up top, we had Lionel Messi. So it was a 4-2-3-1 formation that we opted for, something that was... Uh, I think I think we kind of knew that was coming. Um, Kuman seems to prefer it to our initial four three three, and it seems to be working. So, for me, the backline kind of sorted itself, especially with um, you know Semedo making way. It, it meant that Roberto was going to get picked at right back. Then the centre back partnership, I didn't have much doubt over that either. PK and Longley starting together. Kuman's gone for the experience in the first La Liga game. I get it. I don't mind it. I like it. And then at left back, no surprises there either. We saw Alba, you know, continue being that first team starter. Some people may disagree with that, but Junior Firpo at the moment isn't at the level uh, that he needs to take that starting position away from Alba. So I had two major questions in the lineup prior to its release, and that was who was going to um, 
couple Frankie de Jong in that double pivot. I was pretty sure that we would play a 4-2-3-1. Um, it was all about who is going to partner Frankie de Jong. And in the end, Koeman went with Busquets. Now, again, that is another experience pick, in my opinion. First game of the season, Pjanic still quite new to the squad, having to isolate after catching a certain virus um, and then coming into train with the team. So he hasn't been with the team too long, but he has come back into the frame. He he played some minutes in the previous, uh, the Joan Gamper trophy um, when we won it 1-0. Uh, he did play a little bit then, but he, Kuman has opted for the experience and you can't really blame him on that. Busquets partnered Frankie de Jong. Then the, I guess, more advanced midfield three, if you will, or attackers in some sense, if you will, we saw Griezmann, Coutinho and Fati. Now, this was my other question. I knew Messi would start. I thought, well, I knew Griezmann would start as well and I thought Coutinho would start and it's all about where they're going to be placed. You know, who is going to be on what side, who's going to be playing in the centre, how are you going to balance Griezmann, Coutinho and Messi all essentially occupying a similar role, if not the same. Um, so it was all about who would that fourth person be. I did have an inkling it would be Ansu Fati, Ronald Koeman, a big fan of him, and most people are big fan of him. You can't really, <laughs> you can't really knock anyone for that. He's an extraordinary talent, 17 years old. It is unbelievable. So it was Ansu Fati that did claim that spot. Um, and rightly so, I think. It was just about where they were going to be placed. And in the end, we saw Fatty on the left-hand side, Coutinho in the middle, um, and then Griezmann weirdly on the right after Komen said he would play in, in uh, a middle um, up front, you know, essentially down the middle. He did say that when he first got appointed the Barcelona manager, but going against his word on that one, Griezmann did occupy the right-hand side. He did come infield um, at times, but that was primarily his position. And up front, almost like a false nine, really, with Messi occupying that up front. So that was the lineup. There weren't too many surprises. As I said, I did manage to predict it correctly. So round of applause to me. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, I was pretty happy with the lineup. I'm not going to lie. I kind of expected it. So that kind of made seeing it a little easier for me. This would have been my preferred lineup. I also put this on my Instagram. If you're interested, this was my preferred lineup. It was the same formation, <clears throat> Neto in goal, and then the back four stayed the same. Sergio Roberto, PK, Longley, and Jordi Alba. Then um, for me, I would have liked to see the, the double pivot consist of Frankie de Jong and Ricky Puig. This man should be starting in this Barcelona team. He is good enough. He is a first team starter. And the fact that this whole thing has unfolded where Komen thinks he should go on loan. Ricky doesn't want to go on loan. So he's essentially still a Barca B player, although will get called up to the first team. I find it slightly disgraceful. Then for me, I would have liked to see a um, attacking trio in, a, in of uh, Ansu Fati on the left, Coutinho in the middle and Trincao on the right, and then Messi playing a false nine um, in that middle uh, position slightly further uh, up front. That was my ideal lineup. I kind of knew that wasn't going to be the, the the case going into it. However, I digress. Let's move swiftly on to the game. Let's move into this first half of football. The first thing that was evident to me was that I'm starting to see a more defined shape within the team. Uh, you know, previous seasons under previous managers, we've seen the team bunch up a lot of players 
getting in each other's way, um, sometimes seeing three or four players just going for the same ball, occupying the same space. But I'm starting to see a little bit more with Komen, more of a defined positioning. I'm seeing the structure. I'm seeing the lineup on the field, if you will. I'm seeing that positional play slightly more occupied. Um, you could clearly see the back four, um, the double pivot, and then it, it became a little more uh, meshed together up front because that those players alternate positions on multiple occasions. But you are starting to see more of a structure there, which is, which is definitely, definitely a positive. Um, early on, in the, in the opening embers of the game, there was still a slight defensive worry for me. Um, the defense is not fixed. I know we won this game 4-0, but there is still some issues there. We still see, um, you know, Jordi Alba being very advanced and being such a focal point in that attack, or maybe not focal point is the right word, but such a necessary addition, it seems, to, to the way that we play in terms of our attacking football. So with him occupying a more attacking position we again see um a back three but then we also have Sergio Roberto pushing forward slightly but um that was maybe less than we saw in previous games but early on Villarreal were able to cut us open quite easily um and that was kind of it from them they were very uh blunt in attack which was to my surprise, I, I honestly expected more from them this game. Obviously, they came into this game having two previous La Liga matches already under their belt. So they are already, you know, they've got a feel for the for the, the league already. They've been involved in it, whereas we are coming off the back of some friendly games um, where we may not be ready for the intensity. But it turns out we were. Um it was, it was odd to see that right-hand side of play. It still worries me slightly because we saw Griezmann occupying it early on, but then when he's not there and has moved slightly more infield, then we see Sergio Roberto start to occupy it. And that, again, just is almost traumatic for me to see because last season that was the source of so many problems. And when we face a team that will counterattack more, that will hit us on the counterattack, um, coaches, managers, they're going to pick up on that on that kind of lack of a right-hand side. Uh, and yeah, it, it could be easily exploited. So especially with the the entrance of Dest, who is now, I believe, uh, official to, to come to Barcelona. It hasn't been, obviously, uh, uh, put out by Barcelona yet themselves, but multiple very reliable journalists and sources stating that the deal is essentially done. Um, you know, he will have a lot of freedom in that role, so we need to kind of limit... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still correcting some of the issues that we had in that previous season, and I, and I I have faith that Coman will uh, be more decisive in in what the kind of plan of action is to to defeat the worry of a counterattack or the exploitation of that right flank uh, when Griezmann moves slightly more inside. If he is to continue playing on that right-hand side, I'm not so sure. For me, honestly, right now, he isn't warranting starting, um, but we'll get into that more later. Um, Alba was a threat early on. There's, there's no two ways about it. The majority of the attacking play was coming from that left-hand side. Um, and again, we saw it early on, 15 minutes in, Longley with a beautiful, beautiful ball over the top for Jordi Alba, who gets onto it with a brilliant run. He 
trademark Jordi Alba, pauses for a minute, looks up and plays a brilliant ball into none other than the youngster, 17-year-old Ansu Fati, who does it. 15 minutes in, no touch needed, Ansu Fati from the Jordi Alba cross, if you like, one one strike and it's straight in the back of the net, straight in the roof of the net. And it is young Ansu, number 22. That's Ansu Fati, his new number, same Ansu. He does it yet again. And what a start to this La Liga season for the youngster. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. He looked electric. It was brilliant. It was the first Barca shot of the game and it was the first goal of the season for us. And it's Ansu who does it. I mean, if anyone was going to get that first goal, I'm so glad it's Ansu. He keeps going from strength to strength. And that is a really, really exciting, exciting prospect for for all as Barca fans. Um, I heard reports that earlier in the week, uh, unnamed club came in with a 150 million euro bid for Ansu Fati, which we turned down. Now, some people will be thinking 150 mil in this current climate of of football and the the economic um, crash that has happened over, over the last seven months. You should be taking that money and running. Ansu Fati, 17 years old, to be to be getting a 150 million euro bid, that says a lot about the player he is and can become. So we have to take good care of him and he should be warranting a start, especially after the performance that we saw today. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. And it's 1-0 within 15 minutes for Barcelona. Ansu Fati getting on the score sheet first. And it does seem as we saw the game progress, that it was Messi occupying the middle of the park far more than he was on the right-hand side. And I much, much prefer that. I think it is almost imperative to the success of this Barcelona team that Messi occupies the middle. Um, He was slightly more advanced than Coutinho, although Coutinho did drift more to that left-hand side, but not as um, a winger, more as a midfielder, if you would, uh, but an advanced midfielder, because you did have Ansu, sorry, on the right, sorry, uh, you did have Ansu and Coutinho occupying more more of a right-hand side, Ansu incredibly right-hand side, and then Coutinho just in from that, and slightly further back at times, but alternating as well, and it worked quite well, we saw Coutinho more comfortable in this position, and yeah, it's without a doubt, Coutinho needs to be playing more central as well as Lionel Messi, um, and that worked to treat tonight, especially in the first half of football, it was Griezmann on the right, Coutinho on the left with Ansu, but Coutinho a more central left, if you will. And then sooner rather than later, once again, 19 minutes in, it's Ansu Fati once more. He makes it two. Brilliant stuff once more. And this is electric play by by Ansu. As soon as he picks up the ball, he's driving at the defenders. He's causing problems. He's asking questions of the defenders that they are not capable of answering. And it's brilliant, brilliant stuff. It's exactly what we need. Wingers wingers in this Barcelona team you know the the kind of players that are going to run at defenders cause problems and he's doing the lot brilliant stuff it's uh, Coutinho who's able to make a run in acres of space absolutely acres of space once we break Um, and it means that he is able to either go to the right who I believe it was either Griezmann or Messi that was there or the left for Ansu and he went for Ansu and he picked the right choice And one thing that I found very, very um, 
positive about that whole move is the fact that he didn't automatically go and find Lionel Messi. Whereas many, many players last season would have done. It's very early days still. I, I'm 100% aware of that. But to be picking out a 17-year-old youngster instead instead of Lionel Messi says a lot. And he picked the right option. Ansu took a touch and he made it to very, 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 very good finish once more by the young superstar Ansu Fati, who was extremely, extremely clinical within uh, the, the first half, you know, essentially. So brilliant stuff again, Ansu makes it too. And within 21 minutes, we start to see space opening up for Barca in the attack. We're seeing Coutinho when he's starting to drive into the fence, somewhat like um, the run that led to Ansu's second goal. You know, he has a lot of space. He's able to pick out passes. He can get his head up. It's a lot it's a lot more free up in in that attacking areas because I think Villarreal then thought you know we need to we need to pull one back here before this gets this gets too much but um, in in doing that it meant that there was more space in the attack for Barcelona. 22 minutes in and I saw something I haven't seen for a long time. I saw Messi pressing the ball. Unbelievable. <laughs> Honestly, unbelievable. Komen, you have to instruct Messi to continue to do this. You have to in instruct Messi to do it more. It's, I think, imperative to the success of this team that we have everybody pulling in the same direction, everybody pressing that ball down, looking to win it back as quick as humanly possible. Um, obviously, that's difficult to sustain for 90 minutes, and I understand that, but... Um, you know, I think it's so important. We saw it when Bayern did it against us and absolutely thrashed us. They gave us very little time to think about what we wanted to do with the ball. Um, and instinctively, we weren't able to to cope with that. So that is something for me that, especially with Messi op operating in a, in a more central role, I think... Um, can happen I think it'll, it'll be less running for Messi if you will whereas if he is out on the right a lot of the time wing play requires much more running so I'm really hopeful that Coman just you know instills in Messi I know he is getting on he is older but to be closing down runs to be pressing players is important because Ansu was doing it Griezmann was doing it as well Coutinho was doing it a lot of the players were doing it and we need Messi to join in on that it only fully works if everybody is doing it um, yeah, as time went on, Ansu continued to impress. He was looking brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And 22 minutes in, he almost tees up Messi for a great goal. But um, in the end, it's a very good save by Asen uh, Asenso, uh, who, who played a very good game despite conceding four goals. And if it wasn't for him, the likelihood is that we would have scored a lot more. Um just, I can't stop saying his name. Ansu Fati was so impressive. He really, really was, especially in that first half. He is, he's just constantly looking to cause the opposition problems. Very little passive play that we saw in that, in that game from Ansu Fati, especially in the first half. Um, constantly looking to run at the, 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 sorry, constantly looking to run at the defenders and also when he is in a position to either pass or shoot or uh, lay it off or whatever the case may be, he is often making the right decisions. His decision-making we're seeing improve over time and I think that's extremely important um, for the progression of him as a player, essentially. Um, 
And 33 minutes in, he goes ahead and does the same thing he's been doing all game, running at defenders, causing them problems, asking them questions. They're not able to cope, and he is brought down in the box, which leads to the winning of a penalty. I did wonder, is Messi going to give this to Ansu as he was on a hat trick? But no, Messi does take it. He steps up and he converts. Just, just may I add, he just manages to squeeze it under the goalkeeper's right arm. Um, wasn't the best penalty by, by Messi at all. But the important thing is it went in the back of the net. And, um, oh God, voice crack there. What's happening to me? It did go in the back of the net. Um... And that made it 3-0. 3-0 in 33 minutes of our first La Liga game of the season. Very, 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 very good start. And I think one that little Barca fans would have predicted. I think many, many of us thought it would be a much tighter game, myself included. So uh, so it was brilliant to see 3-0 within 33 minutes. And again, I saw Messi track back. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. I saw Messi track back once more. Um, and in the end, thanks to him tracking back, and I believe he did win the ball back, it led to a great chance for Coutinho, who forces another great save from Asenso, um, Asenjo. Uh, and that's what it does. That is why it's necessary. Him contributing to the press, winning the ball back and setting the team on an attack. Even if he does have to drop back for that, he can spread that ball brilliantly because we still have three players ad more advanced than him. We see you know, and more mobile as well than, than Suarez was when he was at the club. Um, so yeah, we see the runs happening from Ansu, from Coutinho, from Griezmann in every which direction. So Messi has his pick essentially, but um, in the end, I think it's a cross ball in, I think from Sergio Roberto. Uh, don't quote me on that, but Coutinho has a good chance, hits it well. I think he hits it down into the ground and in the end forces a good save by the opposition goalkeeper. So again, the Asenjo coming up trump for Villarreal and stopping the scoreline from getting a lot worse, but he could only do it momentarily as just before the break, Messi playing with the ball as if it's on attached to his foot. It's like he's playing with a string ball that's attached to his ankle. It's unbelievable the control this man has of a football. Um... And it, and it becomes four for Barca just before the break. Messi with a menacing ball, just putting that ball in behind the defense, asking questions. And the furthest forward Barca man is actually, funnily enough, Sergio Busquets. But in the end, confusion in the box. And it's Torres that puts it into his own net. And that was the final action of the first half. Thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with that first half of football um, from Ronald Koeman's men. 4-0 at the break. We could not have asked for much more. Uh, the team seemed to be pulling in the in the same direction. As I said before, we could actually see a structure within the team. I actually saw who was playing in positions that they were meant to be. Um, and yeah, it was really, really, really pleasing to see that um, so early on from Barcelona. Jordi Alba was a major threat, a major uh, contributing factor to the success of Barcelona in that first half. So shout out to him. Many people think he has passed his sell-by date. And while I don't agree with him potentially starting every game, I do think we need someone else in there to challenge for the first team spot and rotate with him. Um, because currently Junior Firpo just isn't 
causing him any troubles and we don't want players being comfortable in their position he still can be very useful on his day and and his link-up play when he is uh very advanced on that left-hand side with the likes of Lionel Messi who makes that cutting in run from the right um and we saw also feeding Coutinho and also Ansu Fati who was in the end got the, that first goal that can be very 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 instrumental to um the attacking the prowess that Barcelona possess. So all in all, very, very pleased with that first half performance. So then we entered the second half. And this perhaps was the most pleasing thing that I've seen all game. It wasn't Ansu's goals. It wasn't Messi's penalty. It wasn't the fourth goal. It wasn't the press. It wasn't the aggression in winning the ball back. It was none of that. It was the fact that we came out in the second half initially, and I mean very initially, but we came out strong we came out strong in the second half for the first two minutes um but that is something that we've very rarely seen especially to the back end of last season we just saw the team even when they're down they're just coming out like there's been no team talk or there's been no reinvigoration of desire they've just been coming out lackluster but i actually saw some intent from that second half whistle blowing um so that was something i was extremely extremely pleased with but it was only the first one or two minutes. Um, the second half overall, spoiler, if you haven't seen the game, was pretty flat. Um, we definitely died down towards the end of the game. I understand it because the game is essentially won, but I never, ever like to see the team come out like that because what's the point of seeing the second half? You could have just been content with the first and then that's the game done. But for me, I, I want to be one of those teams where it doesn't matter if we're five, six, seven nil up, we're still going to try and continue to score, continue to press, continue to be aggressive on and off the ball. Um, but unfortunately, in this second half, that wasn't the case for the most part. And... Um, I will allow it <laughs> because it is the first, you know, proper official game of the season um, and we haven't had much turnaround time since the end of last season. So I will allow it, but it is something I want to see worked on a little more. So we had a lot of possession, um, you know, in the first 15 minutes of that second half, we were taking very few risks and we were always intent on essentially keeping the ball just to subdue Villarreal and kind of, kind of blunt their um, intentions or whatever that their initial uh, plan was to enter that second half. We just wanted to subdue uh, the, the, our, our opposition and uh, just calm things down to a tempo that we could easily function at, play the ball around, spread the play, uh, get multiple people on the ball, etc., etc. But this brings me on to the subject of Antoine Griezmann. For me, and I said this before we signed him, I don't understand... I'm not sure how he's going to fit into this Barca team, if I'm fully honest. I'm not sure how he's going to fit into this Barcelona team. And if slash when Depay arrives from Lyon, I wouldn't be surprised to see Depay push over uh, Griezmann and take his spot in the starting eleven. Because, you know, disregard the price tag that we paid for Griezmann, disregard um, his capability, his capabilities, you know, what he's known for, the type of player we know he can be, he's still not doing enough to warrant a first team start. And I just don't think the Barcelona system 
works for him or, or, or complements his game. You know, I've spoken about it before, but with Atletico, we saw him play as part of a second striker, a, a, a double uh, striker partnership or just behind that. Um, same with the Fran- France national team. He sits behind uh, Giroud, uh, Giroud uh, <laughs> the, the majority of the game. And that, that's his that's the way he plays. Um, but in this team, I'm, I'm not seeing it. I didn't see it under Setien um, and I'm not seeing it under under Komen in the first game. So again, you know, everything I'm saying we have to take into account that it is the first La Liga game of the season. So we, we need to relax on that a little bit. But it is it is slightly worrying because he has not made an imprint in this team. And I don't think, I said this to, to someone earlier, I don't think he will be able to ever reach anywhere near the heights that, that Suarez uh, reached for Barcelona, um, even if he stays for another five years, um, he, he. I just don't think he's the player that we that we need for this team right now, and especially having him playing on that right hand side. I just, I didn't. He wasn't offering anything other than he tracked back, which is great. But when you sign a striker, you want goals, and in this system, it's just not. It's not working at the moment. Um, so other than tracking back, he wasn't offering much. Um, as he was occupying, you know, that right flank. And for me, I would much prefer to see Trincao in that position or, or Dembele play instead of Griezmann because I think they would offer far more, especially for me. I, I prefer Trincao at the moment. I'm very, very impressed with with what he's been doing. And I, But I'll come on to uh, the Trincao versus Dembele debate in a, in a moment. But yeah, I would much prefer to see an out-and-out ringer, winger sorry, play on that right flank other than uh, Griezmann because yeah I don't understand I don't know if this was just a a little test to see how Griezmann fares on the right we've seen him on the left seems to be playing everywhere but the position he he probably wants to and is probably most effective in which is the the middle but again like I was saying in in a few a few podcasts ago when you have the likes of Messi and Coutinho in the team to get Griezmann in a central position is going to be difficult. It just is. So um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we're going to do about this. Um, he isn't playing. He isn't playing a striker. Essentially, he isn't playing as a striker. He's playing as a as a left forward. Um, and Coman did say that he would play him down the middle, but he hasn't so far. At least in in this game he did in the games uh, a couple friendly games but it was more relaxed there we're seeing more of a we're starting to see Coman's imprint on the team it's very very early days as I said but it isn't too promising at the moment on the flip side Coutinho is starting to look more and more comfortable in this Barcelona team um when he's playing, you know, more infield, you can see he will shine there far more than he would ever playing as a, a, a left winger. Uh, that was just never going to work when when uh, Valverde was trying to, to make him play that position. He just doesn't have the pace to be an out and out left winger. Um, and yeah, he, he isn't that he isn't that type of player. Having him infield is far more effective and complements his game far more. So if we can, um, and we did manage to today, find a way that we have Messi and and uh, Coutinho, for the most part, playing in a central position, I think that will really, really work. And that's why I say I'm not sure how Griezmann's going to fit in. I'm really not. Um, For me, Messi needs to be playing in in a false nine kind of role. He needs to be in the centre. And for me, Coutinho does too. Um, And and that's just the way I see it, at least. 
And um, yeah, 70, 70th minute, uh, 70 minutes gone by. We, we saw the first change of the, of the game, sorry. We saw Coutinho and Ansu Fati make way for Pedri and Dembele. Um, I would have liked to see Griezmann come off, if I'm honest. He he didn't really do much, and I think it would have been more effective to bring on a, a right winger like that. But um, those were the two changes. And uh, what I will say is very interesting to see when Dembele came on the pitch... He didn't play on on the left. Oh, sorry, on the right, where he did in in a couple of the friendly games, um, or I believe in the in the previous game in the Joan Gamper, he played on the on the right. He actually occupied that left hand side, um, and that got me thinking: What is Cummins, uh, Ronald Cummins' thought process behind this? And my assumption from this would be that he wants to have a choice between Ansu and Dembele on the left and Trincao and Griezmann on the right. That's that's what I can think. And that's understandable, really, because then you have competition in both areas. Um, and I think that could work well. For me, I'm, I, we've only seen Trincao on the, on the left. Uh, sorry, goodness. We've only seen Trincao on the right. Uh, again, my right and left confused here. But we've only seen Trincao on the right-hand side. Um... And he, he really suits that. Whereas Dembele is, is probably far more, well, I assume, uh, based on seeing him play, he's, he's very, very versatile in, in, you know, whatever foot he needs to use, he can use both very well. Um, so I think he could work as a left winger instead of on the right. So for me, I'd like to see Trincao on that uh, right and Dembele if he plays on the left. But to be honest, at the moment, Ansu is outdoing him. Um and, and yeah, that's the way it is. One thing I wanted to say as well is we saw Pedri, as I said, come on in the 70th minute. He didn't do too much uh, from when he came on. Of course, it's still extremely early days. He's just come to the club um, and I'm very excited to see him play. But I can't understand why he is getting the... I'm not sure why he's getting preferential treatment in terms of being actually promoted to the to the first team getting a, an official first team number number 16 and Ricky Pooch isn't I'm, I'm not sh- I'm not sure the only thing I can think of and I understand is the fact that Ricky Pooch is um doesn't doesn't normally occupy that cam position whereas Pedri can he can also play on the wing but I, I think he I think Pedri lacks a yard of pace, if I'm honest, to play on the wing, especially with the wingers we have. I don't think he'll get a look in there. I think it will have to be in the midfield. Um, and we saw him occupy a cam role today. But yeah, for me, I'm not sure why what warrants Pedri being put straight into the first team and, and Pooch not, when we've seen Pooch prove time and time again that he is of the caliber necessary to start in this Barca team. It, I really have not seen him play a bad game. And I don't just mean for a youngster. I mean, I haven't seen him play a bad game as in when he comes on, he outdoes everyone that plays in his position. So I would love to see him have a go at that double double pivot role, perhaps alongside Frankie or alongside uh, Pjanic or even Busquets. Um, but that's the way it is. I think in time that, that double pivot will become Frankie and Pjanic. 
Um, and then Pjanic and, and Busquets will alternate and, and rotate at times and, and Frankie will come out at times as well. Rotation will be key as we have a number of players that can play multiple positions in the team. So I think it will be it will be crucial. But um, that that's what we saw. I, I'm a little annoyed because for me, Ricky Puig is in the embodiment of Barcelona. He is the embodiment of what it means to be a Barcelona player, to be passionate about playing for the club that you love. To I mean, he just shows time and time again his loyalty to the club, his desire to play, his motivation to win. And yet he's just not seeing any kind of return on that and that really bothers me um because I think players like him are pivotal to the success of Barcelona but that's a story for another day 77 minutes in and we saw Griezmann finally make way for Trincao and Busquets came out for Marilyn Pjanic to get his second um second go at playing for Barcelona we saw him come on uh, in the in the last stages of the game in the previous game the John Gamper game um, and today he came on the in the last stages of this game um, and when we saw Trincao come on we did see him in fact occupy that right hand side so it was him on the right and then Bele on the left as two out and out wingers um, one thing I will say, you know, despite the good performance, especially in the first half and despite winning 4-0, we cannot let this good victory discard from the fact that defensively there's still work to do. Um, Villarreal were quite blunt in their attack. I think if we, if we face, you know, a team with, with that will hit us on the counter-attack more, that will be more sharp in attack I guess is is fine to say you know we will struggle uh we are to see Dest come in defensively he has a lot of work to do still um but we we may very well see Eric Garcia come in as well although if you just watch the game against Leicester where Manchester City lost 5-2 I believe it was at home um it was worrying I'll tell you that uh Eric Garcia looked slow sluggish um just was getting the wrong side of his man multiple times he gave away a penalty as well so it was worrying um for me I'd rather wait play Arajo and get him on a free next season um as his contract will be up I don't see the point in signing him at the moment and, and wasting uh millions when he he isn't ready I know Manchester City are getting a new defender in so it will probably will happen and I listen if he comes I wish him all the best I hope he really improves because he isn't at the caliber needed to sharpen up this defense at the present moment um but yeah that's the way it was Pjanic when he came in was very very good I was impressed with him he was very aggressive with with and without the ball um especially off the ball, uh, I think that's a great trait trait to have, especially in that double double pivot role with alongside Frankie. Um, and he was winning the ball back very well, being very quick to to try and regain possession, which I love from any player in the team. So extremely happy to see Pjanic do that. But yeah, we lost our rhythm as the game went on, especially in the second half. We weren't sharp, you know. We were quite passive, and we were letting the game run us a little bit more instead of taking charge of the game like we saw um, us do in the first half. But um, in the last stage of the game, there were two brilliant saves from Asenjo, uh, one from Trincao and another from Messi. Great goalkeeping there by the, the Villarreal number one. Um, and as I said, if it wasn't for him, we would have scored more. So credit to him, although he, he let in four 
he had a good game. So, uh, so yeah, uh, Trinkau, I saw ap- flashes of absolute brilliance. I really, really did. I, I love to see him cut in from that right-hand side and, and take a shot or, or just take on the defender. And for me, if it was in my books, you know, he, he's starting over Dembele. Trincao coming in from the left looks uh, coming in from the right looks incredibly dangerous. Whereas at the moment Dembele is looking a little timid, a little fragile, um, I would say. And every time he goes over, I worry that he's going to be out again because he's been so so injury prone um, ever since arriving at Barcelona. But but yeah, as I say, Trincao coming on um, in the seventy seventh minute, and he already and this is this says a number of things. He already had double the amount of shots that Griezmann had um, when Griezmann played 77 minutes and, and uh, Trincao played 13. So, you know, that that paints a picture, doesn't it? So, yeah, questions to be asked where or how Griezmann fits into this team, if at all at the moment, but we, we're going to have to try and make it work somehow, but not to the detriment of other players and other positions and ultimately the team but that was the way the game ended it was 4-0 to FC Barcelona at the new Camp Villarreal weren't able to get on the score sheet they had some chances later on um, but that was the tale of the game very very impressed with the first half second half left quite a bit to be desired we were quite dull at times but Overall, I'm happy. Listen, first game of the La Liga season uh, for us um, against a difficult opponent. It has to be say, although they didn't put they didn't put on a great show today. Unai Emery's men weren't able to to put Barca to the sword like other teams will in this La Liga campaign. But you know, coming into it, we had to be prepared, and we were. And credit to Kuman for drilling the team in a way which we were able to attack the game from the off. Brilliant stuff from Ansu. Jordi Alba played a brilliant game as well. Um, so yeah, I believe I believe Jordi Alba was chosen as man of the match. Um, so fair play to him. He obviously played the full game, whereas Ansu Fati did get subbed off uh, towards the end. Um, I believe in the seventieth minute. But yeah, that was it. I was I was very impressed with the first half. Second half, we could have done more. But overall, I am happy and I'm looking forward to the next Barca game already. Lovely to see the team, uh, you know, just just play. I'm I'm very very happy with it. So loving La Liga being back I really really am and and we only have to wait till Thursday to see us back in action again the the schedule is difficult where we're going to play away to Celta Vigo this will be a tough match and we need to recover well the fact that we have players to bring in for rotation is extremely positive it really really is um but yeah, I'm, I'm just extremely, extremely excited for that game and, and just hoping that we can continue um, with the form of that first half against Villarreal today. So guys, that's been everything for this first match and match review and reaction of the season. Um, very happy to be back. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you haven't missed me too much. I've been posting some more content with... Um, at Blaugrana TV, or my, my, my friend Nico from Canada, we've been talking about um, things off the field. Uh, and now I'm, I'm excited to be able to talk about things on the field. Once more, if you'd like to keep up to date with everything in between the podcast episodes, go over to Instagram and check out my Barca-themed Instagram page. It's at Barca Base Official. That's at Barca Base Official. You can find me there. We can interact. We can talk. I post quizzes. There's original content. There's exciting 
new transfer news, rumors, etc., etc. So stay up to date. You know, why not? Click the follow button. But until the next episode, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the As I See It podcast, another episode of Barca Base. I've been your host, Gabriel Rodriguez, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.